0: Peloton is gifting you their best offer of the season. Get up to $600 off
1: Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that is right for you with accessories ranging from cycling shoes to non-slip grip dumbbells and more. Whether you have 10 minutes to spare for a strength class or 30 minutes for a running or cycling class, there's a workout that works for you with music that is truly iconic. So don't miss out on Peloton's best offer of the season. Visit onepeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate offer runs December 6, 2022. Excludes bike, bike plus and tread basic. See additional terms at onepeloton.com.
2: We need to get away. We don't need no stress.
3: We From the creators of Relevant no Magazine, stress. Stress. this is the Relevant podcast.
2: We don't need no We don't
4: need no It's Friday, July 6, 2018, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studio, Andre Henry. Yo. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And all the way back from mainland China... Uh, Skyping us from Nashville, Tennessee, Annie F. Downs.
0: Me how, Jets, I'm back. <laughs> we are so excited
4: you're back. Uh, Twitter has n- not let us forget how much your presence is needed on this yeah. show.
5: No it really crushed my self-esteem <laughs> I'm still <laughs> I'm still recovering how okay I got a lot I've got a lot of questions
0: oh gosh, about China I'm so ready Jesse I've been like I've been dying to talk to y'all I okay. listened to every episode while I was gone and it made me so sad to not be able to respond all the time so let's go
5: all right. Before we get into China, I think you know we just came off uh, um, July Fourth, as you know, yes. uh, America's birthday. <laughs> but America is not the only uh, great institution that has a birthday this week. I, can't Annie, I remember. Annie, how on- do, how
4: can we forget? We have it on the company calendar, Annie F. (laughs) Downs Day. Oh my gosh, you
0: guys. Annie's birthday is July
5: 7th. That's right. Very exciting. Oh my
0: gosh, that's so sweet that y'all remember. I
5: I have a question because you know those kids growing up that had like a birthday right next to Christmas, you know, and they would get the singular birthday present from the relatives that says, Merry birthday slash uh, happy uh, or, or uh, merry birthday. <laughs> merry that, birthday would work. that would work. That would work. Exactly that would work. 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 that would
1: work. I knew what you meant. The, the, the merry
5: Christmas, happy birthday combined gift. So instead yeah. of getting the two spread out over the year, you get one. Yeah. And, and it's a way to cheat. How often growing up did you either get fireworks as birthday presents that <laughs> people didn't get to? <laughs> during their 4th of July, or it was like Omaha steaks that didn't yes. make it to the grill.
2: <laughs>
0: we often had barbecues on my birthday, which were, which the grill was never turned on because they were just leftover from the 4th of July for wow. sure. Yeah. And, and That's it,
4: totally true. And you always had a red, white, and blue birthday cake oh, or cupcakes, I assume.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cookie cake.
4: My birthday is yeah, March 15th. So whenever in school years, you know, whenever you'd have to bring cupcakes for your birthday, the only thing available was green, yeah. you know, oh, you sure. are getting St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Birthday. Everybody thought yep. I was Irish.
2: And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not Irish. There's no other options.
0: Yeah, yeah, I had no choice when I was born, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's exactly it. I have an almost I almost am the same age as our country.
4: i think that's how it works i think it's the that's
0: that's the science of this right am i doing this birthday thing i I think you're i think you're
5: equally as beloved
0: as (laughs) as as i don't know if that's a compliment at this point in the world (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you you were just
5: (laughs) just in china is it a compliment i don't know what what's the thoughts of it how
4: how was uh china a what were you doing and b can you talk about it
0: yeah, for sure. I can talk about it. My cousin and his wife are teachers there. So we seriously were just being tourists. We were just going, my sister and I just went to see China. We were in Wuhan and Xi'an and it was awesome. I didn't see, there were multiple days where I saw no other foreigners where literally we were the only non-Chinese people that were in a place and we got stared at constantly constantly not just because of the beauty, but purely because I'm a white girl in China.
5: <laughs> yeah. I, I Hey, guys, this story isn't checking out. Annie was definitely espionage, right? Like, oh. this is <laughs> something. She's checking out tariffs yeah, or something. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not yeah. buying
4: Listen, it. Listen, I watched I watched a very special episode of Million Dollar Listing New York on Bravo last night. I was catching up on the DVR. I've been traveling for a couple weeks. <laughs> I and mean, you Ryan, talk about
0: watching TV every night like you're just catching up. The yeah. truth is you just watch TV yeah. every night. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> Ryan Sirhan, one of the <laughs> great real estate guys uh, feature on Bravo's Million Dollar List in New York had an opportunity for a great deal in China and was wow. unable to get a visa because of the contentious relationship between our governments right now. It Whoa. was a big dramatic so how twist. How was
5: Annie able to get That's in That's what I'm
4: saying. Uh, how was
5: Annie able to
4: get in there with no problems? You know?
0: This, yeah. is, a re- this is a really interesting story, you actually. that I don't even know if I've told points. any of y'all offline or on the podcast. My sister and I both kind of, you know, China is communist, obviously. And what? they, <laughs> what? Huh? And there are, and Christianity is not really probably celebrated there. Is that a way to say that? Yeah,
5: yeah. It's, it has to be the only churches that can officially, officially exist are the ones that are associated with like the state. It's, government. it's, right. a, it's almost
4: yeah. like Russia in that respect. You have to be like a registered religious institution right. so right. they can monitor the activity, blah, blah.
0: blah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they do not allow, um, many, much social media. So when my sister and my sister works at a church, I do not work at a church, but I work in the faith space. As you well know, mm-hmm. when my sister and I were both applying for our visas, we applied to two different places. It's boring. It doesn't matter. We had to apply to two different places. And they told my sister like, yeah, just write this letter saying you work at a church and it'll be fine. And and they said to me, like, you're never going to get a visa. Like, sorry, you, uh-huh. you, you, went, you already bought your flight. There's no way China's gonna give you a visa because you're just so public, and the and my and and I got we got our visas back. We both got them, luckily. Obviously, I got a ten year visa, and my sister got a twelve day visa. <laughs> she had one day longer than we were there that she was allowed to be there, and then had to be out of the country. And oh. I can go back for. 30, 60 days at a time for the next 10 years. Hey,
5: none of this is adding up. <laughs> none of <it. laughs> this
2: is adding up. None of it. Isn't no,
0: that insane though? So yeah, it was awesome. You guys, we my favorite thing, well, for starters, the food is incredible. I mean, yeah. it is, it's so different than anything I've ever experienced and delicious. But my favorite thing we did is then, Xi'an's one, it has a wall around it. It's one of the- Oldest walls in China, besides the Great Wall, sadly. Um, and we were in Xi'an, we saw the Terracotta Warriors. Do y'all know this whole thing about the Terracotta yeah. Warriors? Oh, yeah. Jesse, listen, Very I need cool. you there so hard because hey, there is some great conspiracy theories around the Terracotta Warriors. Well, you know,
5: my favorite thing about the Terracotta Warriors is a few years ago, an American tourist, not unlike yourself, broke one of the fingers off and took it home as a no. line, tourist gift. And it calls
0: like an international incident. Okay.
4: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are Enlighten, you Enlighten the rest of us because when I think of terracotta, I think of flooring. So what <laughs> sure. what, what is You're uh, not
0: totally wrong. It's the same yeah. kind of clay. But thousands of years ago, when one of the kings of this region of China died, he, you know, they believe that what you put with you in death is what will go with you to the next life.
4: So nice flooring. <laughs> so grateful So
0: apparently, he had defeated, I hope I'm telling the story right. He had defeated all the areas around him and was very concerned about in future generations that he would be overtaken. And so he buried thousands, like something like thirty thousand soldiers that are human wow. size and chariots and horses that are made out of terracotta. They're made out of clay. he he set them all around his tomb. And they were only discovered like 40 years ago. And they're thousands and thousands of years old. But it's so how Maybe. many
3: enemies do you make in life to think that you need to take an army with you yeah. <laughs> to the afterlife? I, I like <laughs> your theory. So many
0: thoughts like that, so many existential thoughts. While I was there.
3: I like Cameron's theory that
5: uh, <laughs> the the supplies you put in your coffin with you are yeah. what your mansion in heaven. Yeah, is that's it. right. Like, uh, I
2: nice, my, my coffin's gonna have a nice butcher Jan, block.
5: You should
4: see Jan Crouch's oh,
5: tomb. You
2: oh, so You have to build your life. mansion butcher you block for my heaven.
5: countertops in yeah. my mansion in heaven. I'm gonna have like butcher block countertops. In the subway <laughs> <towel. Building supply. laughs> love it. Hey, li- listen, I'm terminally ill. I gotta make a run to Lowe's real quick. <laughs> I, <it> <laughs> I just, I
2: want,
5: I want, I want uh, Peter or the an Angel Gabriel, whoever is in charge yeah. of contracting, <laughs> yeah, for the mansions in heaven. To make sure they got my tile samples right, I don't want. <laughs> I do not want a mix up because that's forever. Yeah, <laughs> hey,
4: I, I'll tell you if you have to special order something, you're screwed because yeah. you know the yeah. delay. You may not may not get there in time.
5: Yeah, yeah it could Luckily, be a few thousand years. I mean, yeah. it, it's a blink of an eye up in up there. But meanwhile, I'm having to live without ship So uh. <laughs> yeah. uh. a day is like a thousand years. They say
2: that
0: for a reason. It takes forever to get that (laughs)
2: shit lap
4: up there. Hey, uh, Annie, so what's the conspiracy theory around the clay soldiers?
0: Oh, there's just all sorts of thoughts of like, did that any, this is true with any archaeological dig is like, did you really find that? What's the, what do you want us to believe versus what actually happened what you know, there's all that thoughts that people have. I, I didn't Google it while I was in China because I'm not an idiot and didn't want to get like arrested and, and yeah. like, you know, I didn't Google anything I shouldn't Google while I was there. When I got, when now that I'm home, I'm about to go like swimming deep and into terracotta warrior conspiracy theories so, people think let, there let,
5: was- let me ask you this what was the coolest thing that you saw while oh, you? Like,
0: so the coolest thing that sorry that's how we got to terracotta warriors by far the coolest thing was the wall around Xi'an. you can bike around the top of the wall on a bicycle and so we did that and it is so cool because then you see all sides of the city because you're around the whole wall you see what's inside what's outside it that that was by far my favorite part this will have to be a to be continued. I just know that there are a lot of theories around what they are, what they have found, and what they haven't found. What they because they know where the tomb of the king is, uh-huh. and they won't they won't dig it up because they're worried that exposure to Curses. the sun you know, <laughs> <laughs> We
2: all seen the, the money. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yeah,
5: the, right <laughs> right
0: so, it's cool. It, I mean, it, it is one of the most interesting things I've ever seen because it is just rows and rows of these soldiers and they all look different. They aren't like cookie cutter. They all look like a different person because he genuinely believed he had to create an entire army out of clay to protect him in his afterlife. Mm. So they all are individually, they all have different faces and different body builds. I mean, it is, it is fascinating. I mean, that's what I thought. So many times my family and I were saying that we were like, man, it is, it is amazing what fear will make you do.
2: you know
0: what fear will make you spend your time on and make you spend your money on if you are just afraid and that he built an entire army because he was afraid
5: yeah so in addition to the 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 trip to china seeing all this cool stuff eating good food we got to know what what are the big birthday plans how are you ringing it in this year i'm assuming there'll be leftover fireworks
2: (laughs)
4: Yeah, (laughs) you always do a big friend blowout don't you
0: Yes, I normally do. But it did not. Me being out of the country didn't allow it. Unfortunately, made it not pan out quite like it normally does. Normally, we do like a come one, come all. We're in a public place. If you know my name and know how to find us, you're welcome to celebrate. I mean, like that's kind of what we normally do, because I think that is. So
4: I, I believe in Nashville, those are called hootin'annies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, Cameron, that's, that's it.
0: Title it, Cameron, a Annie. Oh,
5: but, but mm. here's the thing, Cameron, you're mistaken. Yeah. You're thinking of hoedown, not hootin'anny hoedown. It's it's a no, no. If mistake. it's a
4: come one, come all, it's a hootin'anny. If it's just a few friends, it's a hoedown. Oh, I got friends you. and family hoedown. Come one, come all, hootin'anny. It's another level.
3: <laughs> I lived Cameron, in Nashville for two I years. Gonna, I know I, how now they you roll. got me dreaming of my
0: birthday, 2019. Cause I'm for sure calling it a hootenanny. <laughs> I I don't have time to do it between now and tomorrow, but yeah. So tomorrow morning, Jesse, we're just do it. We're doing a brunch. I oh, was, some friends are doing a brunch and we're some swimming.
5: More, more hoedown
2: stuff. Yeah, yeah more hoedown.
0: We're, we're going, leaning hoedown versus hootenanny. Jesse, they're
4: going to the Cracker Barrel. No, that,
0: that, I wish you were going the to the cracker, cracker Barrel. barrel but no. Um, yeah. So we're like, you know, y'all know this about me, but one of my very favorite things is my friend's kids. And so what I, one of the things I've loved to do for my birthday the last few years is make the kids celebrate me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and so no, literally re- it's a cake. forced celebration. It's a yeah. forced <laughs>
0: celebration where kids cannot get in the pool until they hug me and say happy birthday. And then they're allowed to swim. So that's, that's what we'll do. But next year, Hootin
4: nanny. A hoot nanny. I mean, and, every, and everyone listening to this is invited. That's what makes legit. it a hoot nanny. <laughs> that's the truth.
0: That's the truth. For my, because I think one of my favorite things about my birthday is I can make anyone hang out with anyone else for that two-hour window. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to decide who's there. And so all my friends have to be friends with my friends, which is my favorite thing.
4: Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. I've never thrown myself a birthday party. That's no. A, that's an interesting, like, uh, opportunity, though, to, like, yeah. blend yeah. your friend groups. Yeah.
2: Huh. Yeah,
0: that's why I do it. It's because I'm like, this is my chance to make everyone meet each other that I've been dying to have meet each other anyway. And we just go to a public place so we can hoot and Annie as much
2: <laughs> as we want. I love it. I, I like to it. throw
3: my own birthday parties, but I also like to DJ them. So it's like you all get do to you? M- you all mingle, but don't talk to me. I'm busy. Because you're an <laughs> introvert, right? Yeah, I am. That's really interesting. So, uh,
0: Andre, when's your birthday? March 9. Oh, we missed it. Yeah. We'll catch it next time around.
3: For sure. That's interesting, though. Yeah, I put on I put on the jams, everybody dances, but I'm too busy to talk to people because I'm doing that. <laughs> that. That's that's
4: brilliant. It's you great. literally have a table between you and your yes, people. It's small talk. Perfect thing. Like, you I can't one small one. talk. I'm busy. But yeah. thanks for coming. I'm so glad to see you. So, yes, so wait, exactly. hold on.
5: Did you say, Andre, that your birthday parties are like a book signing? sort of? you <laughs> sit at a table and they can just make their way over to yeah. wish you salutations? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, yeah. <laughs>
3: Thank you for coming. But like Go you have, there. you have like a, you have like
5: people walking around with like cheese platters and cocktails. Meanwhile, you're just at a table. You'll take them one at a time.
3: <laughs> no, I'm DJing, so no. Like the people are dancing.
2: Yeah,
5: mine's like mine's like a very very formal book signing. Um, <laughs> 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 and then and then at some point in the night, I demand everyone leave. Do you,
0: the, you think, do you sell things, Jesse?
5: Oh, oh yeah, I mean, mine's <laughs> mine's basically employed to make a few bucks. It's like a yard sale.
0: <laughs> You'll find anything they they buy from you. What's up? You'll sign anything they buy
5: from you. Yeah, exactly, and for a slight upcharge. But yes,
2: I will. Sign. <laughs> I,
4: the, the thing I remember, like you know, like in the club world. I mean, I've one never part of it, mm-hmm, but you know, mm-hmm. you'd see the flyers on the on the sidewalk. Yeah, you know, like big rappers will throw themselves birthday parties right. at the clubs, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the most impressive birthday party I've ever known uh-huh. is. Chandler Strang would uh, throw himself club parties. Oh, he would have a night at a club that he, he was, you know, the door guy or he's booking for this
6: club or whatever. I worked at a, I worked at venues and book shows. Yeah, and, and so just, he
4: would throw himself
3: oh, Chandler wow. Strang birthday
6: blowouts. Yeah, if it was like middle of the week, there, you know, it's a hard night to fill.
3: Right, so, right. i would
6: just. Oh
0: my gosh, Chandler, that sounds so fun! You yeah. just throw a huge like. You take over a club?
3: Yeah, he's, he's being so well, chill about how epic his birthday parties uh, are, <laughs> <laughs> apparently.
0: Because this year, did y'all just go bowling or something? Roller skating?
3: Yeah,
6: I don't work at venues anymore, so I don't have the, uh, the connect, but... My my my!
5: How how the the prideful have fallen! <laughs> 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 it's the coolest birthday ever to so literally the saddest. Yeah. Roller, sk- <laughs> roller skating rink parties are lame when you're a kid, <laughs> and much less a full grown man. Yeah, at that point. It's almost a red flag. Jesse, <laughs> yeah, when
0: y'all talked about Chandler's birthday and you said that y'all played red light, green light when you were little, yeah, in that game, I don't remember ever playing that. I remember doing the hokey pokey though. The hokey pokey is the thing I remember mm. finding terribly challenging on roller skates.
5: Yeah. Well, your feet weigh like an extra four pounds.
0: Yeah. That- yeah. <laughs>
5: That is terrifying. Like every time you got to put your your left foot in and shake it all about, you're risking like an ankle. <laughs> right, because yeah. You have like a giant roller skate. Like that seems like literally the most dangerous game you could play on roller
2: skates. Okay. It's
5: the only one more dangerous, like Red Rover, Red Rover, where you're just getting more speed and everyone's wow. on wheels.
3: You
2: know.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: Man, I'm just picturing Red Rover in a roller skating rink, and that seems so dangerous. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, this yeah. is
5: random, but like every once in a while, I see signs for a roller derby, like around town. Like there's <laughs> like roller derbies so that you can go yeah. watch. I want to watch, but I also want to participate. Yeah. Like roller derby, it, it always fascinates me that roller derby like went out of style. Like people aren't into roller derby. Yeah. You know? Well,
0: they're into it see, here in Nashville. My friend Morgan's on the team, was on the Nashville roller. Derby roller
2: girls, I think they're called. Theoretically,
5: it's an awesome sport. I mean, you're going in a circle. It's like in a race, but you're allowed to like tackle people and stuff. Like in theory, it's the perfect
6: sport. It's like roller skating meets wrestling or something like that. Wow!
5: Like, how did baseball make it? And I love baseball, (laughs) but but I can't watch roller derby at any point. Like, it's never on TV. You know,
0: (laughs) it isn't. It used to be when we were little. Do y'all remember watching it when you were little? I remember watching it. I think that was TV. just
4: your regional Nashville station that aired that.
0: <laughs> I was in Atlanta back then, oh, that's dude. Right, that's right, that's right, <laughs> well, yeah, Don't burn me on my birthday week. Big difference. <laughs> yeah. Across oh, the... Big difference. Well, really. yeah,
5: in several cities across the South, they do have a cable station that's all roller derby. It's premium. <laughs> all right. They call it Alabama HBO, and all it is is roller, <laughs> roller. <laughs> And you pay an extra 15 bucks a month that's so like maybe a that can out. be
4: the hoot nanny next year is that she rents out a roller rink and it's a roller derby thing I mean so
6: I'm saying it's a good makes for a good birthday that's what yeah. I learned
4: wait so you you went roller skating on your birthday I did at the Simran skateway see on a very special southern charm on Bravo uh Shep had a birthday party at the roller rink and it was very lame they thought it'd be like nostalgic yeah and they dressed up as <laughs> like 80s and 90s yeah and it was just it was just a lot of drama they were just sitting around having
6: drama other people were dressed up we did not we did not just <laughs> I was, I was, it was only
3: an hour. It was
6: perfect. It I was going to say
3: like you probably just skate in this circle it for an
6: hour and yeah. then you're like, all right, this was, this was fun. This brought back memories. They haven't updated the Cimarron Skateway in, 30 years. No, so. I know.
4: Cohen uh, second, first and second grade little uh, school year kickoff is at that roller rink. Right,
5: right. I think it's, it's the only one in yeah. town. Like I said, when a group of adults walked in, it's kind of a red flag. Like, why, why are a bunch of grown men here? This is... I, this is, I don't know. Just keep, keep, keep the police on dial. Just don't... Yeah, make sure the phone's working. Okay. Not on a Saturday night. Maybe maybe on a weekday. Like, nothing good comes from like twelve grown men just showing up <laughs> to a <like>, scan <over-scan laughs> right. Right. in the middle of, on like a Saturday afternoon. You yeah. know. Yeah. By uh, the what way, what do the employees
0: do- say when that happens? The employees are probably like. If there's like a code word, what happens when a bunch of adults show up? Chandler,
4: did you like, rec- did you request any songs? Was there any no. like special skate music that you wanted?
6: No, they're just playing oldies. So I didn't. Oh, really? Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah when, I, when I'd go in like fourth grade, which was last time I think i skated a roller rink. Mm-hmm. I remember like it was, it was like a summer camp and we went there a lot, you mm-hmm. know, so you get pretty good by the end of the summer. Yeah. I I had I, the tiger was my jam. Like mm. it was like, it was old school. Even oh, then, yeah. but it was gosh. like, I had the tiger would come on that. Duh, 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 and you just start you'd <laughs> yeah. start going and impressing the girls, you know, cause you could like scale
5: out faster. <laughs> yeah, like, you know,
6: it was like, it was, hey, it, th- it is funny yeah. watching those people who are like good at skating, <laughs> skate around. Cause you know that they think they look so cool. So oh, cool. Yeah. Hey,
2: well, well,
5: let me say this, man. I had a friend in college who got a job as a floor guard. Like, uh, that's the name for the referee. You know the guy in the referee shirt with the whistle? <laughs> They're called a
0: floor guard?
5: They're called floor guards, okay?
2: Oh. <laughs> and your job, <laughs>
5: you get paid, you show up to work, you slip in your referee shirt, you get your whistle, and you're just doing laps literally all day long, just making sure no one's breaking the rules. And there's only a couple <laughs> rules, you know? What are like, the rules? Uh, Well, they have the middle, at least in my experience from rinks growing up, right. is like the middle. So they have the loop. Right? Yeah, right in the middle, right. where where it's like the, the middle of the loop is kind of taped off, and that's like the practice zone. They don't want you. Uh, they don't want you speeding around in there. That's for you getting your legs under you. That's the where loop, they do the
4: hokey pokey the things like skaters that. Go on yeah, the outside. yeah, that's
5: where
0: you,
2: yeah.
5: right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, the loop is is where you can really let a rip. You can open <laughs> it up a little out there, you know. <laughs> but the floor guard just making sure. No one's getting too, you know, you don't. you got any hot shots out there. You can, you can put them in the penalty box. Right. Um, the
0: floor guard is usually the hot shot. It's his moves that everybody's watching. I will say this.
5: When my buddy got the job, I was like, I was thinking, you know, that's kind of a cool job. I wonder if he'll get old, like being on roller skates for eight hours a day, just doing endless loops. You know, he got, so I went to pick him up from work one time. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a car. <laughs> so I went in there. That's, so I went in right. there. And I, I, he had like a few minutes before he's off, so I was just chilling out up at the concession stand, eating a dog, you know, drinking <laughs> my my gigantic uh, uh, Coke, just waiting for me to get off. He got so good, like it was the best yeah. roller skating I've ever seen. <laughs> but you got to think. If you're, if you're working like 40 hours a week doing nothing but roller skating, you're going to be awesome. You're yeah. going to be one of the best skaters well, in your town. Like really a four anything.
4: Out of bed really, if your, you're going to practice anything that much, you'll get good. You're putting in your 10,000 yeah. hours there. Yeah,
6: <laughs> right. That's
2: right.
0: That is amazing. I've never, Jesse, did he have any, like, like, did he love it? How long did, did he just last for the summer?
5: yeah he just lasted for the summer but no he absolutely loved it because you're like an authority figure too (laughs) you you
4: can jam you can get the party started you can show off and you're an authority figure i mean this is the trifecta
5: it's very true (laughs) exactly like before you (laughs) whistle somebody for you know give them a little speeding ticket or whatever you can ride up and start skating backwards right in their face (laughs)
2: look at them yeah
5: you're, you're, they're going as fast as your kid. You're casually skating backwards, so never breaking eye contact. You put your whistle in your mouth and you blow that thing as loud as you can and you point to the side, point to and the side. And they can always
0: skate backwards and they can always crisscross their legs real yeah. calmly with each yeah. other. Effortlessly. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, Annie, no. uh, practice up before you're hooting Annie next year because
0: I, I want to see those moves. At the Nashville, if will you guys come if I throw it at the Nashville skating rink? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah,
3: we will. Hey, if you need a DJ, I'm there. Oh, Done.
0: Love
3: it.
4: Uh, can I request "Eye of the Tiger" around forty-five uh, minutes in? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I
0: mean, didn't y'all you know DJ Joy's wedding? Did Jesse. It,
5: it was sort of the. It was more MCing. We were oh, MCing okay. the way. I mean, I would have loved. I would have loved if they would have let us choose the music too. But yeah. you know, it was primarily an MC. But if you're asking me to MC slash DJ, <laughs> you better <laughs> believe it. First up, the Top Gun
2: soundtrack. <laughs> <Everyone>? <laughs>
5: The no. little American flags. So. This would be okay, epic. I don't know
0: which will come first, my wedding or my hoot nanny, but whichever one, y'all are all invited and you can Deal. DJ.
4: Whoa, whoa, Deal. whoa. whoa, whoa. I mean, we know the I mean, hoot nanny. No, 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 the hoot nanny is 366
6: days away, yeah, she couldn't get year, married before. That's what I'm then. saying. Hmm. The fast track, you know? You might meet the right one. Just lots of just news today on the I mean, podcast. <laughs> hold
4: on, hold on. Do you know a gentleman who's a potential suitor? I mean, because if not, you're going. From introductions to falling in love, to being engaged, to to actual marriage within 365 days. That's fast.
0: Yep.
5: Yep. (laughs) She said, (laughs) yep. I like it. Annie, Annie, the offers on the table. The MC slash DJ, and hey, if you want to have, you know, it'd be sweet is a reception at a roller skate. <laughs> I was Jesse. I was about
0: to say what? Combine them. Okay, because
5: because the best part of the reception is always when they the MC does the introductions. For the groomsmen and the bridesmaid, and they get to do their like. They, they always. It's kind of become a cliche at this point, something. right? They yeah. plan, you know. Oh, look, they're doing a fake Matrix fight scene out there. Oh, oh look, no. he, you know, she's a fisherman, he's a fish. She's reeling We've seen it, okay? Oh look, Night at the Roxbury. Long time since I've seen that movie. Okay, we've seen them all at this point,
3: right?
0: <laughs> what I haven't seen
3: is them to attempt any of those on roller skates
0: <laughs> on wheels. That's exactly right.
3: Yeah. Okay, It'd be done. dope though. Seeing Boarded. all your friends dressed up and skating. Oh man.
0: I mean, oh my gosh. That skating in a long gown. Can we go yeah. back to the
4: fact that you're thinking about a wedding already? Who is it? Is there a gentleman caller that we don't know about? You just have to be prepared in case Darren, it happens.
0: I tell you everything. Don't panic. 365 days is a lot of days.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's
4: true. Hey, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to author Rachel Held Evans. She's joining us. And uh, we also have our listener of the week coming up at the end of the show. Big, great one this week. Lots of suspense. Very excited. Can't wait. Can't wait. But first, it's time for oh.
5: slices. What do you have, Jesse? So, Cameron, while people are listening to this, you and I are going to be getting into some hangover-style antics <gasps> in, in well, the great city
2: not. of right. Las <laughs> Vegas. That, is
0: not, over that is
4: not my plans, but yes, Jesse and I, on the day this show's coming out, we're flying to Las Vegas uh-huh. because <gasps> the NBA summer league is in Vegas this year. So all 30 teams are there for the first time. Oh. Um, the Orlando magic's playing on Friday and Sunday and, uh, you know, we have friends with the team and, and so they're like, come, you should come to summer league. And so we're going to hmm, summer league sweet. and we're That's staying fun. at the same hotel as several of the teams. Wow. Um, we're going to see basketball. Our friend Brent, uh, who's got, who's a big Oklahoma city thunder fan. He's got connections with them and the nets kind of pulled in some strings too. So we're going to those games. It's going to be a lot of fun. Is Brent coming? Brent's coming, man. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great weekend and we're going to see the magic. And mm-hmm. if you're in Vegas with Jesse, you're also going to see magic. So I assume <laughs> exactly. I assume we're going to go see a couple magic shows. Actual magic. And uh, camera, I, camera, I Don't
5: forget to... audio. I, I mean, I'm planning on using this to unwind a little bit yeah. and you know cut loose Vegas style. Yeah. Um, but I will, camera. I do think if you have room in your bag, you might want to bring audio equipment in case you know there's things that we need to document. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what does that mean?
6: Little field recorder.
4: I, I yeah. can do that. I, I figure literally f- three and a half days with Jesse in Las Vegas. Is going to be about two and a half years of podcast material.
2: So um,
5: I, I'm I'm spending one full day just uh, uh, observing the different street performers. I mean, they alone, you know. Like, uh, I can't believe that guy's not a copper statue. Are you kidding me? That's literally literally at,
4: st- at staff meeting last week, I was talking about travel coming up and whatever, and I mentioned that we're going to to Vegas. And Jesse says to staff, and he goes, "It's a weekend to suspend." disbelief and to believe in magic <laughs> and also yeah, just, for, just for, yeah. for one weekend
5: yeah. cameron i am asking you to suspend your disbelief and believe in the power of magic
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes. so, hey chandler and post do some dramatic music there it's, it's way cooler it's way cooler real magicians at that point when they say that there's a poof of smoke. There is a, a deeply unbuttoned white dress shirt and there's dramatic <laughs> David Copperfield style. So.
4: Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. So the, yeah, while you're listening to this, uh, we will be uh
5: watching watching
4: basketball. So there mm-hmm. you
5: go. Sweet. So so I decided to bring a Vegas theme slice just to get us get get the gears turned. Cameron or or Annie, you were just in Vegas. It
0: was just in Vegas. I'm so jealous of y'all. It's so have, fun.
5: Have you seen New York, New York? It's like the fake outdoor yeah. New yeah, York of casino. Course. Yes, so yes, yes. So, anyone who's been, Andre, have you been to Vegas? I have not. Okay, so uh, I'll describe it for those who haven't seen it in, in person. Like there was a there was a time in Vegas. Like Vegas is a really interesting place uh, because the Strip is constantly being remodeled, right? And the places that haven't been remodeled kind of show the trends of the era that it went up in. So there was an era probably like fifteen years ago where everything was themed right? There's like pirate theme.
4: In the nineties, they were trying to rebrand Vegas to be more family friendly. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of the mega resorts that were getting built then were heavily themed and almost cartoonish, you know, but
5: yeah. now they have like the wind and the aura and stuff. That's like luxury and high end and modern. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
4: That's the current era. But
5: but during the theme era, they built a casino called New York, New York, which has this elaborate uh, scaled down New York city skyline. So it's got like the empire state building, uh, it's got a couple of the iconic buildings that you see in the skyline, but it also has a pseudo-replica of the Statue of Liberty right there, right off the Strip. Um, so a few years ago, the uh, United States Postal Service was doing their themed postage stamps. Um, and one of them was a tribute to the Statue of Liberty. It was a tribute to Lady Liberty. And so they, they were looking for a great photo. They found a photo of the face of the Statue of Liberty, they put it on a stamp. The stamp became extremely popular. Hmm. So much so, guess how many of the, of, of the Statue of Liberty themed stamps the U.S. Uh, Postal Service sold?
0: Uh, who knows? Uh, oh, gosh. I wouldn't even have I mean, it, how,
4: how, do they do, uh, how many do they do 10, on a normal one?
0: 10 or 10,000. I don't know. <laughs> Not even close,
5: Cameron.
4: This was shocking. This is the most shocking part of this. Thing. Okay, so uh, you're talking about a specific stamp. Nobody mm-hmm. buys stamps anymore. I'm going to go 5,000.
5: Andre,
3: what's your guess? I feel like it's got to be an outlandish number. Right. Like, I, I was dumbfounded. Like, like hundreds of thousands, right? <laughs> Millions.
5: For, they sold of the lady Liberty stamp alone. Three this million. is completely bonkers to me. The only way that it makes sense is if I ever have to go to the postal, like the other day I had a package go to the wrong, my, like my old house address. And it got rerouted. I had to go to the post office to pick it up. And there was a line like out the door. If you ever go to the post office, there's always a line. People are always at the post office for some reason. They sold 4.9 billion. No, <gasps> they, no. Printed, they printed 10 billion and they sold half of them. the lady Liberty stamp. 4.9 wow, billion of them. I'm not right? gonna-
0: approved printing 10 billion of those. Billions. Yeah. So they, they,
5: so they sold almost five billion of these uh, Lady Liberty themed <laughs> stamps. But uh, someone along the way noticed as what, what looked like a mistake that the picture they used of the Statue of Liberty wasn't the real Statue of Liberty. It was the one off the Vegas Strip in New York. <laughs> 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 Easy mistake to make. Anyone uh, could have done it. But oh they later God. admitted, we just did a Getty image search and picked one we liked. Oh, my God. really, not realizing it was the one from Vegas. Oh so my goodness. the artist that, That's the, that is behind New York, New York, behind that uh, fixture on the Vegas Strip, uh, said, hey, the face that I use. So it's a picture only of, of the Statue of Liberty's face. The face isn't the real face from the Statue of Liberty. That's a composite of actual women in my family. And it looks notably different than the real Statue of Liberty, which I'm looking at it and I wouldn't know the difference. Like I'm looking just at the face and I wouldn't know that's not the face of the the Statue of Liberty. But he said, because of that, you owe me royalties because you use my sculpture My artwork on a stamp that sold five billion copies. Wow! So, so they argued. Well, it looks kind of like Lady Liberty. You know, your he's like, no, this is a composite of women I know, and it looks just like the Statue of Liberty. Oh my god! So he took it to a judge. The judge decided the guy has a point, and that the the postal service now owes him royalties (laughs) on on four
0: billion stamps yeah wow. so this guy,
5: uh, because of that stamp, I guess I don't the stamps only cost like a few cents, so, like you, would yes. so but, but you, you would think four point billion so but, but you would you would think four point billion four point nine billion stamps would equal, like, a, it's still a lot of money, but you, it's not like you're collecting all of it. You're just collecting a small royalty. Either way, the the Postal Service has to cut him a check for three and a half million dollars. <laughs> oh wow. Because they did a bad Getty search.
3: Goodness. That's an amazing story. Like, when you started that story, I was like, I don't know. Is this going to be interesting? And it just kept getting like more suspenseful and better and better. <laughs> hey, good for that guy, though.
2: Good, good for that, for that, that guy. postal hey, hey,
3: service, Because if they were to pay for imagery on, on a stamp that was
5: so popular, so five billion copies. I mean, uh, you know, three and a half million dollars seems relatively, you know. Oh and it was, and the stamp is
0: of the face. And so you can see up close.
5: Yeah, you can see right up close. Like, wow. there's no question that it's th- that it's. Uh, you know, if you were to say no, that's the real one. It's like no, this is the one the guy designed, and he's getting three and a half million dollars for it. So, I mean, good for that dude, though. Yeah. You know, and, and good for someone for noticing. Too, oh my! Because gosh. who knows that could have gone for a long time. Yeah. Because the other thing is, like, I don't. I don't remember last time I have purchased a stamp. I don't remember the <laughs> right. last time. I don't even know. Like you could ask me. You got a mail today? Does any of them have stamps on them? I honestly wouldn't know the answer. I'm like I don't know if my mail has stamps. Usually it's just the little
3: thing the they little print on them right stamped. now. Yeah. I didn't know stamps were like right. still a thing. Yeah, that's crazy.
5: Yeah, so if you're an artist out there, you might want to check like the Bald <laughs> yeah. Eagle commemorative stamp or whatever, because a make chance. sure it's not your Bald the Eagle. The guy him him. The postal service is incredibly lazy, and just as a Getty search and like, oh, I guess that one will work. Well, so I mean, it could be your Bald Eagle. I mean,
4: this is consistent <laughs> right. with the Shepard Fairey uh, Obama Hope poster situation. I mean, yeah. when, when that artist, you know, like took the photo of Obama, and then you know, and then Shepard Fairey recreated that poster the the original photographer sued him Uh, you know and like saying uh you use my artwork and stuff like that and yeah i mean that is this trials. i mean this is similar i mean it's like you can't you can't go create other art using somebody else's asset you know even if you kind of modify it. without compensation or Or, or permission yeah right
0: if it's a getty search you have to you have to pay for getty images right so they probably paid for
4: but nah. I mean, the license, you know, again, what license did they purchase? Right. And exactly. Did they actually purchase it really to sell five, a commercial product that'll sell 5 billion units, you know? Yeah. Uh,
5: well, probably not. It, it, and, it, and it like, it makes me like, it, it's okay, for my answer to that is probably not if they're not careful enough to even check if it's the real Statue well, of Liberty. Well, <laughs> that, that
4: thing, the thing that they probably got the right license for the photo and the photographer yeah. got
5: paid. The uh-huh. license fee,
4: but the yeah. thing that was being photographed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's a totally yeah, the, different thing. Because
5: he said it's an artwork that's being profited, yeah. you know. It's um, like if they
4: took a picture of the Mona Lisa, put it on a stamp, and the photographer's the one who got paid, you know. I mean, like right. the actual artwork is what the stamp's about. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So good for that guy. All right. Uh, What do you have, Annie? Do you have an English based,
1: American based <laughs> <laughs>
4: slice?
0: No, this is a completely Chinese based. No, no, no. This is American based. This is actually that's a great lead in, Cameron. This is world-based, my slice <laughs> for today. I feel like about one soccer. of the things <laughs> one of the things we may have done in the last few weeks is underserved our soccer loving community. And so Wait,
5: oh, hold on. Before we get into that, can I just say I tried? I tried. I was watching some highlights online and I saw the most dramatic flops. I've ever seen. Oh, like yeah. I saw one guy, like get brushed, and he literally. I, I will. Maybe we can tweet this out uh, uh, when this drops. The guy literally hit the ground and rolled. They counted eight times. Whoa. He just like was end over in Yeah, and he was screaming yeah. the whole time, That's but he's ridiculous. clearly yes. propelling yes. himself, <laughs> just rolling around. For he, sure. He, Like I couldn't, it's like, okay, this is, this isn't fun. Like this is like WWE status right now. (laughs) He's
0: the worst. He's the worst. I am with you, but listen, this is the right weekend for everybody to jump in because now all the riffraff is gone. If you will call that (laughs) (laughs) what has happened. It's been amazing. I've loved every minute of it, but now we're down to just eight teams. Mm. And so starting tomorrow, the birthday day, you can, you're going to have just the fine. This is the finals. This is the semifinals, quarterfinals, finals. We're there. So this is the right time for people to jump in, but I have a slice that will tell you not only why is it important that we watch the world cup, but it's not just for entertainment. It's also for education, you guys, because there was a guy named Dale Chessman who was watching the world cup and his grandmother has worn the same T-shirt for 25 years on the 4th of July. It's a it's a cute little shirt on the top. Uh let me do my math right. On the there's top like right,
5: quadrants, right? It, yeah, there's
0: four quadrants to the shirt. On the top right is a blue star. On the top left are is red stripes. On the bottom right is blue stripes. On the bottom left is a red star. So it's like this beautiful American thing. She has worn this shirt for 25 years on 4th of July which i think is really impressive that she can find it every year i don't know that i'd be able to do that wear the same thing 25 years but she's worn the same shirt and dale was watching the world cup and he realized that his grandmother's shirt is actually the flag for the country of panama <laughs>
5: No. That's literally the flag of Panama. I love. Someone on Twitter said it was twenty-five years of treason.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> like
5: celebrating Panama on the Fourth of July right. for two and a half he had, decades. He
0: had no idea. She had no idea, and it was because he was watching the World Cup. It was Panama's first time ever playing uh, in the world cup, which is uh, y'all need to go back and Google there. So we can drop this maybe on Twitter too, uh, Jesse, but the, they have this video of the announcers from Panama. The first time they played the Panamanian national anthem during the world cup. And they're just like bawling and hugging each other. It's so sweet. But because of that, the Panama flag was in the world cup for the first time ever. And they realized that grandma has been wearing the Panamanian flag every year.
5: I, I, I'm sorry. There's, I can't do a sport where there's tears and there's guys rolling around (laughs) acting like they got shot if they got bumped. I can't do it. I can't do it. I watch it for emotional detachment. I uh, want to check you, out. I want to see
0: text you this whole rest of the World Cup and I'm going to keep you engaged and entertained with the last little piece of this soccer tournament I want it's going to be
5: Emotionalist, I want emotionalist, you know, uh stoic. The, the most I want to see emotion is the other range. I want to see like LeVar Ball antics. Like I want to <laughs> see hype men. I don't want to see tears. I, <laughs> life life has enough heart, you know, emotion in it. I want to see cold emotionalist hype. Uh, there you go. Okay, what do you have, Andre?
3: I have brought um, the story of Mamadou Gassama. He was a Malian migrant in Paris, and he became famous when he saved a toddler from almost falling to its death from a from a building. He Oh, yeah, he yeah, climbed yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah. He climbed four floors, jumping from terrace to terrace, pulling himself up the side of this building to save this toddler who was dangling from a terrace. And won the name or or earned the name of Spider-Man around Paris. And recently he just joined the Paris fire brigade, which is, you know, when they saw this act of courage, they offered him a job and he's just started this week. What's interesting about it too is, well, first off, uh, that the dad of that of that toddler's in hot water because he was apparently out playing Pokemon Go at the time. So
2: yeah. Chandler, I told you, it's
3: older people. <laughs> yeah, he was, it. he was he was out playing Pokemon Go. It's older it's people. Dad of
6: a, the dad of a toddler fathers. would could yeah. be in his mid twenties. No, I know, but I mean, like like
3: adults that are
6: into yeah, it's yeah. not it's Pokemon not a Go. kid's game, right? It's, exactly. it's not like teenagers. It never really was, to be honest. Yeah.
3: yeah. So um so he's in trouble. Um, what's also interesting is that um, Mamadou Gassama was offered citizenship in Paris, and, which is great for him, but also migrant rights activists are bringing up the conversation too. like, you know, this shouldn't, shouldn't just be an exceptional case, you know, because the migrant policies in France are not that open. So we're saying like, it's great that this guy did something heroic and it's great that he got citizenship, but what about all these other people who are trying to make it into this country? Like this is an example of, you know, the humanity of these people that are coming in. Like, it's not just, you know, a lot of rhetoric around, you know, immigrants and throughout time and in different countries has been, Oh, these foreign people are going to come in here and do- commit crimes and steal our jobs and stuff like that. Well, and Paris had the bombing scares,
4: you know, right? from, yeah. from foreigners, you know, right. so is that, is that when they kind of like
3: closed, closed up shop? I'm not, I'm not sure like how the policies changed and when, but, Migrant rights activists are saying, you know, even so, right? Like, all migrants aren't, you know, going to come in here and blow up things or or stuff like that, you know, like that kind of thing emergence. And so it's an interesting story and conversation that's happening around that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And especially like the video of him scaling the side of a building. Yeah. Like, literally, it's just this dude in street clothes that see a toddler hanging off like a balcony. And he honestly looks like a superhero. yeah, he just sitting on the street. There's a huge crowd on the street. And you see this guy climbing up the side of a building. He's sprung just the- to
3: action without even really thinking very much, right? It's like yeah. when you see it on yeah. the video, he's like he just looks up and he just makes he's just up the he's up the building.
0: I mean that's the only way you do stuff like that is if you do it without thinking,
3: yeah. 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 I just
4: assume that everybody in Paris can do that, though, because that's where parkour is from. And I've seen those videos.
2: Yeah, and
5: last time I checked, parkour is a French word, parkour. <laughs> I, you know, here's the other thing I'm curious about. I would have thought that they teach at a young age. I don't know how I feel about the toddler. He should have just been able to backflip his way down to safety. Yeah. <laughs> All French people can do parkour.
2: That's just
5: it's in their blood. But I wonder too if you're like a fireman and they know you can do that. They're like, Hey, listen, it's gonna take like ten minutes to get the ladder, you know. We saw Kramer drive the 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 fire truck through the busy streets of New York. It takes a while to get the ladder truck, especially in like a big city to where it needs to be. Can we just send that guy and just have him you know, just do a superhero thing and just yeah save us ladder time. I mean, he can just literally walk up the side of a building. I think it's a, obviously it's a great hire. Perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's going <laughs> <like putting laughs> to a- have to keep doing that over and over again. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you know, hey, you, we literally gave you a job because you can climb buildings without any apparatus around you. He's
3: so definitely go. raised the bar of what a fireman is supposed to do, right? Right.
4: <laughs> but but it is uh, to Annie's point. It's like for the rest of his life, that's his party trick. I mean, they're going to be like, hey, you know, like he's going to be stuck having to be, you're the guy who who can climb up the wall. It's like the yodeling kid from Walmart, you know, the rest of his life, he's going to, Hey, yodel, you know, like <laughs> poor, yeah. poor guy. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, Man, that I hope it's th- making some money too. I mean, he's like, he's all over Nashville. His new well, songs oh, are the cute, yodeling you know? kid.
3: Yeah, yes, he's got he got a song like a record song deal, and record he, it, deal, yeah. and he plays it at the Opry. Wow. I mean, he's like
0: literally two minutes in Walmart, and now he's made more money than I'm ever gonna make. That kid right. is like,
5: is there any more of an American dream than you can <laughs> sing at the on the at the end of an aisle at a Walmart, go viral on Twitter, sing at Coachella, and uh-huh. land like a, a, a you know eventually he'll have like a reality show. That's like the <laughs> modern American dream. That is peaking in America right there. It has everything you need. Walmart, Twitter, viral video.
0: And <laughs> then in, the, in the Opry.
4: <laughs> and a bolo. Yeah. He wore a bolo tie in that video, didn't he? Like, mm,
5: haven't seen a bolo in a while. You know? But he's bringing he wears back it to all the time. Yeah, it's his shtick. It's his yeah. 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 Bolo's do to come back, by the way. I want to show up to a, <laughs> <laughs> a formal
3: event where everyone's wearing ties and I come in with a bolo.
5: A Next year's new, nanny,
0: bolo Required.
3: Yeah. The last time I saw Bolo was in Royal Rangers. Are you? Are you familiar? Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. The AG's <laughs> version of uh Boy Scouts. Exactly, Annie. That is exactly that is what. Wait, it is. wait, wait. Hold on. I'm not familiar with that. The Assemblies of God has a its own type of Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts kind of. So groups. the only thing nerdier than the Boy Scouts <laughs> is <laughs> Boy Scouts. Scouts. No, they are called but, the Royal Rangers. But the Baptists had wanna
4: so the same thing. Yeah. Right. So
0: because no, wanna you don't wear <clears throat> outfits and stuff. Do you?
4: Uh, the Iwana the uh, school i went to they did uh. they had, they like like
3: brownies and stuff i mean yes, they, yeah
2: really they had
3: a lot of uniforms yeah so you have uh, uniforms and a part of the royal ranger uniform is a bolo that's right uh,
0: do you have pictures of you in a
2: bolo
3: yeah. i a do not do you remember the to tell Do you, you remember the Royal Ranger Creed? <laughs> uh, I remember a lot of it. Ready, 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 ready work, for play, anything. Ready to, to work, play, serve, play, serve obey, worship, worship live, etc.
4: Part of the creed was the word etc. etc. Yeah, and you I always wondered what things. are we Y'all what are we shoving seem, into the etc. Et yeah. What am I signing up for with
3: the etc. Got to keep it ambiguous so that you know uh, just things, just whatever comes up in the moment.
0: Say the whole thing one more time to me. Ready, ready
4: to work, play, serve, obey, worship, live, etc. Ready to live.
0: Oh,
5: can I be honest, too?
4: Like, the guy just trailed off at the end. Rec-
5: Whoever re- wrote that just trailed off at the end. Yeah. yeah. This is supposed to be a fun recreational thing. None of those <laughs> I- items you said sounded fun. <laughs> Work, serve,
6: worship. Look, they're good.
2: For fun, All fun is in terrible.
6: <laughs> at a certain level, you could carry like a pocket knife. Yeah, which, oh, when yeah. you're nine years old, is really cool.
4: Yeah, yeah. Nine, yeah. nine yeah. is when you went from buckaroos to pioneers, right? Yep.
6: And when you're a pioneer, you can you can you get can a ch- ch- cut and chop card. Yeah, get, get a knife and bring it to church on Wednesday nights.
3: Yeah, you learn how to Dude. build a fire and cook. You know, yeah, you'd have or, like Chandler. At some point in your life.
5: You're, you literally had a rank of buckaroo yeah. in something called the Royal Rangers, which yeah. is a knockoff Boy Scouts, which required you to wear a bolo. I am surprised that you didn't get wedgies every day. For that day. <laughs>
2: did well, you? Have you ever asked well, him? I, Maybe he well, did. Well, Chandler? I didn't, no, no, I didn't no, walk no.
3: around school like in my
5: hey, Royal
2: buckaroo Rangers. <laughs> <a woman. laughs> I, I,
3: I went to this to the elementary
6: school of the church. So like, you know, being a buckaroo was a cool thing. So, so it
4: was the Wednesday night church program for the kids. So it's like right. parents yeah. would be a Wednesday night service, and then the kids would go to Royal Rangers and Missionettes. Yeah, that was the girl one, Missionettes. Yep. Missionettes. Yeah. Um,
2: missionettes. Yeah, you are. This and then you have like, you have like camping. I can't believe you guys know. didn't know about this.
5: Yeah, I'm well, sure like, yeah, that is specifically an assemblies of God thing. Yeah, I'm, um, surprised, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you guys are even still in the faith. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it, only, it only is a power to the gospel, <laughs> 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 life
2: changing power of the gospel.
5: But you guys still want to be a part of this thing. <laughs> the
4: worst, though, the worst was like the high school kids because, like, the thing about the Wednesday, night, you know, Royal Rangers, like, you kind of it's an elementary thing up to maybe early middle, but then you go on to youth group, you know, like you're done with it. You outgrow it. The worst was like the, the AG version of the Eagle Scout kid who like was the high school kid who was still Still in in Royal Rangers and took it way too seriously. Yeah. You know, even as an eight or nine-year-old, I was kind of going, that guy, that guy, that guy's not cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I yeah. His
4: yeah, first but...
3: one says homeschool.
2: Branch,
3: so. <laughs> <laughs> there definitely is an overlap there where you're like, in, you're entering high school and like, if you're going into like wherever they're teaching Royal Rangers and you hear like the cool, like rock music coming from the youth, the youth group, group where group, it's yeah. like... What am I doing? Yeah. But,
4: but that was the thing. It's like, I've, been, I've put in so many years. I've advanced, I have so many badges now. Yeah. I, I'm not, I got to see this through, <laughs> you know, it's like, no dude, you just go to youth group, man. Yeah. Like you just yeah. got to hang up the bolo. I got to see
2: this. I was through. not <laughs> yeah, because
0: that's different than a, cause an Eagle Scout. I mean, it's not cool per se, but that's pretty respectable when you make it all the way through. Cause right, you because like you've you so built like a, you've built your own, like, Gazebo, or something.
4: I mean, after Eagle Scout, you're going to ROTC, and then you know maybe military. So then, yeah. okay, you know, yeah. you could see that yeah. you're
5: equipping yourself towards something. Yeah. But, yeah. but I, I know Eddie's not on. He would, and that's fine because I don't need a rebuttal. But like my problem with the Eagle Scouts, they want me to treat them like they're SEAL Team Six or something. It's like yeah, the <laughs> pinnacle of your career was when you built when you built the gazebo at the senior citizens' home.
2: That was the culmination of all these
5: years. Was your final project? which honestly, you know, like it, 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 you spent most of that time, like bird, you know, building birdhouses and, you know, picking up litter. Like this is not the same as like elite military units. Like if I could be, if I could choose to be lost in the woods with the average Eagle scout or just the, the average random Joe who's seen man versus wild, I'm probably going to average Joe because at least they're not going to try at least they're not going to give me false hope.
0: Are you picking an Eagle scout or a Royal ranger? either either
5: uh, <laughs> just put me out there to be alone <laughs> I, i'd probably rather be alone because all you're gonna do is you're gonna waste all our time trying to tie like weird knots and stuff like i did this is pointless if you're really just, into
3: it like you can learn some stuff that might actually help you if you end up stranded in the woods or something like but that When is that know? gonna happen is it
5: worth Watching your Barry entire youth TV. is it, it worth your entire youth for the off chance you're going to get lost in the woods hey, one day, hey,
4: I'll <laughs> tell you this: I, I, uh, you know, it's something to do on a Wednesday night while parents are at church. First of all, second of all, to prepare for the big jamboree every year. You know, you had to get some badges and stuff. Yeah, I remember having to get my knot tying badge. Uh huh. And decades later, when I acquired a boat. Yep. I remembered the knots. Yeah. And I and I didn't look like a fool on the dock. I could throw I could throw so the do rope you have around. you Cohen
0: in all these things? Yeah, it's a Royal Ranger?
5: No, we don't go to an AG church, so. Yeah. Well, let, hey, let me ask you this, Cameron. How many years were you in Royal Rangers? Honestly, I, I I literally
4: I, I I'm going didn't maybe, want to tell. maybe third to fourth. Second to okay. fourth. It was not long. It was two I think probably two years. I straddled Buckaroo to Pioneer. I okay. did I did dip my toe in the Pioneer pool. Uh-huh. felt cool. <laughs>
3: I also okay. I also China got it Here's here's years.
5: here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. If it was it was 2 to 3 years of your youth and the big takeaway now as an adult <laughs> As you can tie a couple boat knots, yeah. it's, it's honestly, so I, could probably, I could probably watch a YouTube video on the boat. like, "What is here?" Oh yeah, just put it over there. Oh got it. Done. And I and I had those years of my youth back.
4: <laughs> well, hey, I mean, my dad wasn't outdoorsy. He wasn't going to show me how to wield a knife or tie a, tie right. a knot. So yeah. you know, it was nice to learn from some of the men in the church how to take care of myself and start a campfire, things like that. To this day, my arsonry stuff um, uh, started because I learned how to build a proper campfire at, yeah. at uh, the Jamboree. And so I was like, I know how, Hey, in Montana, I was building the campfires because you got to get the airflow. And
5: you, almost, air and you yeah. almost killed us. <laughs> true. I actually, did. I, I You I almost lived. started a wildfire. I actually, yeah, now, that's, that's, actually don't true. Say, that's just me, that's you know, pointing actually. back at, I don't know what they're teaching in those buckaroos. Yeah. The other thing too, is if they're teaching you how to wield knives, Trust me from experience, you can learn that on YouTube as well. <laughs>
2: yeah, there's a lot of
5: amateur knife wielding videos. A lot. <laughs> hey, when we when we get the video podcast going, I'm gonna start having like a, a YouTube segment and we're gonna watch a couple things. And the first one is gonna be this guy in his backyard with a sword <laughs> showing you how to evade like an attacker, oh and then hack him right in half. It is fantastic. <laughs> it's like a cardboard cutout he has in his backyard, and he's just running, screaming at the thing over and over again, showing you uh, techniques. Uh, 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 I don't need to be a buckaroo to learn that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might you might have gotten you might know how to work like a a a, a, ty- a, a two inch Swiss Army knife. I'm getting katana lessons <laughs> on YouTube.
2: Thank you.
4: Amy, what denomination did you grow up in?
0: Methodist,
5: Methodist.
4: Okay, so that's why you didn't know Iwana or, or right, or, uh, right, right. So we didn't
0: do. I mean, we had VBS, and but that we didn't do any of the things with outfits per se.
5: Right, right. Mm. Interesting. And Jesse, you were non-denom. Yeah, non-denom. So we had again. Our big thing was like the Holy Ghost Weenie Roast,
2: Halloween.
4: <laughs> the Holy Ghost what Weenie Roast on Halloween? They didn't have a harvest party. They had a Holy Ghost Weenie Roast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> harvest. You yeah. We always had a harvest party that time of year.
0: Yeah, we, we did had too. we had we had trunk or treat back in the day. Yeah,
4: we had yeah. something like that. Yeah. All right, well that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Rachel Held Evans joins us. And You're listening to Mainland. The song is Hometown. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Han with I Got You featuring Nana Rogues. Rachel Held Evans is a popular writer and speaker, and in her latest book, Inspired, Slang Giants, Walking on Water and Loving the Bible Again, she discusses coming out of a season of doubt and the deconstruction of her faith and embracing scripture and faith all over again. We recently talked with Rachel about her journey and how all Christians can learn to love the Bible. Here is Rachel Held Evans.
7: I guess I'm mo- mostly disinterested in kind of your story and what led to your book, like at what point did you decide like, I think this is the next book for me. I think that the Bible is going to be the next topic I really want to handle.
8: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it just felt really natural since Searching for Sunday was about church and rediscovering church. Uh, I kind of wanted to write a book about the Bible, too. Mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of in the process of, you know, deconstructing and reconstructing is not necessarily too clear-cut, distinct Activities that you engage right. in, but I do think I'm kind of in the process of, after years of really deconstructing my faith and wrestling with a lot of doubts and questions, I do feel like I'm I'm starting to rebuild a little bit, and and I feel like a lot of other millennials, uh, Gen Xers are in the same position where they've cast aside some stuff, but they they want to hold on to their faith. Uh, so what does that mean? You know, what does that mean for how they think about church, and what does that mean? For how they think about and engage the Bible. So mm-hmm. it just kind of felt like a natural thing to to write about. And also I was encountering all those really awesome biblical scholarships that I had just not been exposed to before, you know, from Walter Brueggemann to womanist biblical scholars mm-hmm. to Jewish midrashic interpretations of the Bible that were just completely rocking my world and changing how I approached the Bible, I really felt compelled to share that with my readers because it was that scholarship was making the Bible readable to me again and exciting and interesting to me again. Uh, And so I felt like it was an important thing to try and share in like a creative, fun sort of way.
7: Could you uh, do a little like compare and contrast from how you were? like raised to think about the Bible yeah. versus what the reconstruction process of looking at the Bible has been like?
8: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was raised, uh, to, when I was a child, of course, I loved just the Bible stories and engaging them and, um, you know, was just fascinated by the stories of Jonah and Moses and, uh, Mary Magdalene and all of that. Um, and then, you know, when I became a, teenager and young adult the message I got from sort of the evangelical culture was that the Bible was always being threatened the Bible was constantly Uh under threat and so the goal is to you know learn the Bible study the Bible and then defend the Bible and I will say I was like crazy and still am I'm kind of a Bible nerd like I was the president of the Bible Club in high school, which, you know, made me super cool. So, you know, this is like my life. I memorized large portions of the Book of Romans before I was 11. You know, I was really, really in it. I represented the Bible Club on the homecoming court in high school. So it was kind of like one of those equal opportunity. <laughs> everybody gets to be on homecoming court thing. So all the clubs I had somebody <laughs> represented, so I got to represent the Bible Club. But So that was like... I was a complete Bible nerd. You were a nerd the Bible, <laughs> memorized it, you know, defended it at all costs, uh, and you know. But then, when I was in college, and you know, after graduating from college, I just started questioning a lot of what I've been told about the Bible. You know, that it was historically and scientifically um, accurate. That the you know Genesis one was a historical and scientific text. I needed to defend the earth as being mm-hmm. 6,000 years old. You know That sort of stuff began to just kind of unravel. Being a woman and reading the Bible can be challenging because there's a lot of, you know, the Bible is written in a highly patriarchal culture. Right. And so it, there's a lot of assumptions about women and women's roles uh, that were tripping me up as well. So it's like I grew up learning that the Bible needed to be defended, that it was um, uh, inerrant in the sense that and people usually, when they use that word, they mean that it's a scientific and historical document uh, that, um, you know, needs to be defended as such. Uh, but then, you know, as I started, you know, after the faith kind of fell apart and started rebuilding, yeah, began, I think the critical turning point for me was understanding that the Bible is not just one book. Uh, it sounds kind of obvious, but <laughs> you know, the Bible is this library of books. Like it's a collection of stories and poems and letters and laws and philosophy, proverbs, um, the traditions, all these different genres. Uh, you know, spanning thousands of years, written by multiple authors, all you know put together uh, as part of scripture. Um, so, yeah, when I once I once I began to think of it more in terms of as a collection of stories and a collection of writings, each with different, representing different genres kind of turned things around. I, I really feel like understanding that there are a variety of genres in the Bible makes a huge difference, and that some of those genres are like ancient Near Eastern types of genres that we don't have easily comparable right, genres today. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of a rambling way to say that grew up believing that the Bible was all one genre and that was God's infallible truth. And then, you know, recently and in the last few years, really coming to terms with the fact that a variety of genres are represented. If you want to take the Bible seriously, you have to respect the various genres that are there. Um, You know, just because there's poetry and uh, just because there's letters doesn't make it untrustworthy. You know, it just Mm -hmm. means that God chose to communicate through those kinds of genres, too. Uh, And so understanding, like, for instance, Genesis 1 is not really meant to be a scientific or historical explanation for how the world came to be, how the universe came to be. Mm -hmm. It's much more of a a creation story meant to explain how uh, God, uh, how Yahweh is uh, different from the Babylonian gods and how... This god doesn't need a temple made of stone. Uh, This god has made the entire cosmos a temple. That's a lot more interesting to me, and it's, it's much more faithful to what I think the authors intended
7: so what what do you say because I'm sure you've heard this critique I've heard this critique my whole life that if you start looking at the Bible that way you're diminishing its value its importance or even diminishing like the word of God you know like you're you're right. lessening the importance on it what's the response
8: yeah well I think that's just it's actually a really um, sort of self-centered way of reading the Bible frankly the notion that God can only communicate, truth through modern, uh, understandings of science and history, uh, is, is really just centering, you know, Western, typically white American concerns in our reading of scripture when the Bible wasn't even, you know, these passages weren't even originally written for people like that. Mm -hmm. They were written for ancient people. You know, who had ancient assumptions about cosmology and had concerns, different concerns than we have today. Doesn't mean that we can't still learn a lot from it about who God is and what God is like. But the notion that, like, it has to fit into the Bible, has to answer our questions about cosmology and has to line up with our understanding of science and history. It's just a really sort of self centered way of reading the Bible. And so I think it diminishes God a lot more to say that God has to communicate using science and history or um, law than it does to say that God, as God tends to do stoops and and uses, you know, poetry Mm -hmm. and letters and, and um, ancient uh, creation myths to communicate uh, because God wants to be understood. (laughs) And so that, you know, those people for whom the Bible was first written and, and composed and assembled, they matter too, you know, and <laughs> and how they view the world matter too. It's not just about us. So, yeah, I don't think it diminishes the Bible at all to take seriously the variety of genres that are represented there. I think that's, that's how we honor the Bible, is uh, kind of reading it and engaging it on its own terms instead of always putting ourselves in the center of our readings and always putting our pet interests and our our questions there. Um, Yeah, I think God's doing a lot more with the sex than uh, people give it credit for.
4: That was Rachel Held Evans. Up next, our listener of the week. Listening to Inner Wave. The song is Whoa, featuring Bane's World. Okay, it's time for our listener of the week.
6: You listen to the show and it's time to get to know you. It's a listener
2: of the week.
4: Okay, Jesse, uh, as we were sc- uh, scrolling Twitter, looking at all the facts that our listeners are sending in about themselves to be the listener of the week, what caught our eye about our listener of the week, Brandy Eichberger?
5: Well, can I be completely honest with you here? Yeah, boy. Um, I, um, I was fascinated. What well, caught my eye, Brandy, was your fantastic last name. Because for <laughs> years, I was wanting to build an Eisenhower themed burger restaurant. And- <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, uh, well, welcome to the show, uh, Brandy Eichberger.
1: Hi, guys. Uh, Brandy,
5: what is the origins of your last name?
1: Well, I got married to a German man. So he is the origin. Do you think
5: think he would be open to, uh, I was going to call it, I like Ike burger, but we can just go down to Ike burger. Do you think he would be down to like help with that?
1: I told him that if we got married, that we would need a burger recipe. So we're already halfway there. Hey, so
4: uh, Brandy, before we get to your three facts, where, where are you calling us from?
1: I'm from Minneapolis,
4: Minneapolis. Lovely this time of year.
1: Yes. Beautiful.
4: Um, okay, so the three the three facts, Jesse. Uh, number one, I married a man I met through heating vents.
5: That's number one.
0: Oh, okay, <laughs>
5: I, I, I I'm going to be very disappointed if this if, if like like literally in heating events, like. Like this is a scene out of Die Hard. Like
3: you were crying. Number
4: two, we'll get to that. Yeah. Number two, I received, uh, uh, took, and stole two hundred and sixteen cans of Monster Energy drink. Uh, <laughs> oh, number gosh, three, gosh. the police found a plastic uh, scythe and Bunny mask in my trunk uh, while searching my car in my high school parking lot. Uh, And number four, we got a bonus fact. Bonus. I once put my principal's car on Craigslist. (laughs)
5: So, <laughs>
2: hey, can, can I,
7: before
5: you break, uh, go into these facts, I'm really hoping they're all related. Like this was all each one of these was some element of a Monster Energy you. drink heist. It's like so cool. it involved you crawling through the vents of like a convenience store, wearing a bunny mask, uh, meeting your husband who was also weirdly doing a Monster Energy drink heist, and then disposing of the evidence, which was your stolen principal's car. by put it on Craigslist.
1: Did I crack this one? <laughs> Not quite, but close. It's very close.
4: <laughs> All right. So tell us uh, about the heating vents, meeting your husband through meeting him through heating vents. What, what's the story there?
1: Yeah. So I went to a college in Minneapolis called North Central University. It's a Christian school. And um, I when I was a freshman, my husband lived in the room below me. And we have like brosis floors and we were rivals. They called us the three West heifers because they would always oh. hear us walking around and they called us wow. cows because of oh it. Oh my goodness. That's, that's, that's really Bittles, weird. Bible school guys
4: that, are
5: that's cruel. That's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. Especially coming from someone named Ike Berger, because if anything, he had the, the heifer-related last name. With Very the true.
1: That's right. true. That's right. true but we called them the two West tools. So we were in this rivalry. And so we would always yell at each other through the vents. And like, we would, I would always yell, I was a freshman, so please don't judge me. But I would always yell, tell me that I'm pretty. And he would say, I can't say that. I don't know what you look like. And I was like, but I'm a daughter of the king. Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> wow. And he just was not having it. And so we did not like each other about that. Can I just
5: say, if you're picking on a group, which that sounds like that's pretty messed up. It sounds like your nickname uh, for, 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 it, for that floor was pretty fitting, but like if someone comes back, but I'm a daughter of the king, you're like, I, there's no coming back from that. Like, yeah, that's that's like, okay, you melt it like, okay, you win, you win. I'm a horrible person for saying.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so my roommates ended up one night when I was not there, yelled my phone number through the vents. But we, ah. I uh, remember going down to his room once and I felt like his room smelled like cat pee. And then I got in trouble because I hurt his feelings and Ugh. it was just a mess. But we lived, I lived like, the floor above him in his exact room for three years. Oh, oh my wow. Gosh. And so,
5: but you're pri- so like when it was time to like give him a call at, you know, hey, uh, Ike Berger, do you want to go meet at the cafeteria or whatever? You wouldn't call, you would just shout it into the heating system.
1: <laughs> That's exactly like, if he was not answering my text message, once we started dating, I was like, Gabriel.
5: Hello, right there. <laughs> hey, every guy's dream right there. Yeah, I was about to say that's like every guy's nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> she's not answering, my, uh, she's she's not not answering, answering my the text, text but I can, can hear her know. screaming my name through the vents. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so, but sadly, that's unrelated to the monster energy drinks. How did that come into play?
1: Yeah, so I had these two youth group boys that their parents really trusted me, and so they wanted to run a 5K. And at the 5k monster was sponsoring the event. So in the beginning you could take a few monster drinks and then at the end, you could take a few monster drinks and then they had monsters in the middle. And so (laughs) by youth group boys, they're like, I'm bringing a backpack. And they're like, I'm taking all the monsters. And so we thought that it was just at the beginning so they loaded up their shirts and they loaded up their tea and loaded up their backpack. And we ran a five K with like, I swear, probably like thirty pounds worth of monster drinks. And at the end, I feel like their parents were so upset because they walked in each of them with a hundred monster drinks. And I just feel like I was the world's worst youth leader at that point. <laughs> my
5: my roommate in college oversaw the student cheering section of our basketball team. And they briefly, we briefly got sponsored by Red Bull. And he was in charge of holding the Red Bulls until before basketball games. But we had an insane amount of Red Bull. And I remember for like a semester, drinking probably six or seven a day, I know oh, wow. the toll that those energy drinks can take on the body. I hope <laughs> hopefully you did the right thing I feel like I I feel like my organs aged significantly. <laughs> like I, I was outwardly like a 20-year-old college student. My kidneys were like in their 60s. <laughs>
4: I'm just trying to wrap my head around the fact that like there's this a 5k that I mean, when was Monster considered a health drink? That's what
3: I was thinking. Like, that doesn't <laughs> sound like what you're supposed to drink no, before you run. No, it's
4: not. <laughs> or
5: after or
4: hey, ever. I get, yeah. get like, kind
2: of
5: nauseous drinking a Monster and sitting still. <laughs> I can't imagine you <laughs> one. Hey, hey is, North,
4: is North Central University an Assemblies of God school? It is. Yep. I thought so. Do they have college age missionettes and Royal Rangers programs? <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't think so. Did
4: you go to an AG church growing up? Yeah, I did. Were you ever in missionettes? I was not. Oh. How do you get did, out of it?
5: Did how do you, how they how were you were avoid nerdy? that? <laughs> did you think they were nerdy? Did you think the buckaroos were nerdy dudes? <laughs> be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go until... I was 15, so I was kind uh, of out oh. of
5: it. Already, in even already then, in you school. heard about it and were like, "I would never hang out with a buckaroo."
3: Jesse, buckaroos <laughs> are like kind of young, so you would be like a huge jerk if you were making fun of. Yeah, buckaroos Jesse, it's like first and second grade boys. Like you're just
4: cruel <laughs> if you're telling them they're nerds because they want to learn how to tie knots. They're the ones. They're the ones
5: calling themselves buckaroos. <laughs> yeah, to be
2: fair, it's a hard fair. life lesson. It better they
5: learn it now. Better they learn it now. Yeah, that's true. Um,
4: okay, and then how did you, and uh, why did you put your principal's car on Craigslist?
1: So that was our senior prank that we did. Um, we are from a really small town. Like I'm from a town of 10,000 people, so there's not many things to do. And so what we did is we took a picture of our vice principal's car because no one liked her. And so we put it on Craigslist and then we put the number to call the school secretary line. So they were getting calls because it was like, we put it for super cheap and it was a nice car. And so they were getting calls like all day long, like for a couple of days until they figured out that we did that and we got in trouble.
4: Did you actually get in trouble?
1: Well, I didn't take the blame. (laughs) (laughs) She talked some
5: former buckaroo sucker into doing it because that kid never got picked on at the right age. And then he had to take a fall as high schooler. (laughs) Hey, going
4: to a town, I've always wondered this small town America, teenagers, like there's a lot of drugs and stuff because there's nothing to do. Right? So, like, okay, Mm -hmm. if you're a good kid and you're going to youth group and stuff, you're not doing the drugs and you're not doing the right. (sniffs) What do you do to entertain yourself?
1: Well that's what explains the scythe and the bunny mask in my trunk. Oh
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh sure. Okay, all right, good segue.
1: <laughs> Carry on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <And> we're listening. <laughs> <I'm> listening.
1: <laughs> so um what we used to do is we would start wars with our guy friends and so like they would all stay the night at their guy's house and then we'd all stay the night at like one of our houses. And what we do is we would try and scare them or we would go through like high speed chases in the 25 <laughs> mile per hour zone of cars because they were convinced every time that I, it was I got to feel I
5: got to feel I got to be honest with you here. There's a lot of recreational drugs that sound way safer than what you guys
1: <laughs> 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 we had some scary moments for sure.
5: So, so you would wear the mask and and then like, you know, climb up in the window and scare, scare the dudes or whatever.
1: Yeah. So one time um, we like painted our faces and we wore a bunny mask. I even like when the police searched my car, they found leather gloves too. So it looked really bad, but we went and we would, flash our headlights and be like, the game is on. And then (laughs) we would try and scare them because they were always watching like horror movies and things like that. But then they would do things worse to us because they would have enough friends that they would literally block the road. So I could not go through. And then they would throw once they threw water balloons filled with pee at my car and my friend threw up in my car because of it. So it was (laughs) crazy.
5: Things that's escalate awful. quickly wow. at that age. It's an eventful, yes. eventful life you've led up to this point. <laughs> Is it like burger?
1: You have to make your own fun in small towns.
4: It's true. Hey, yeah, and now right. they'll they'll <laughs> launch a burger franchise. You
5: know, yeah. <laughs> if you ever do make that burger dream come true, I will be there at the grand opening, hands mm. down.
4: Kind of like the the Walbergs uh, started Walburgers. Yeah. Same reason. It's not like they liked yeah. burgers. It's just. Inevitable because he of their name. To. They right Yeah. Right.
5: Right. Right. Yes, yeah, and
1: my husband claims that he's a burger connoisseur, so it's happening.
5: Oh. Yeah. There you go. See, my only option is curry. And I don't even I'm not even entirely sure what curry is. And so uh, (laughs) Carrie's curry probably ain't going to happen.
4: Carrie's
1: curry. (laughs) (laughs) All
4: right. Um, Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, It was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, My husband and I love you guys. And we listen to you every week and just talk about everything we're learning from you guys. So we appreciate you so much.
4: Learning. Oh, all right. Thanks. (laughs) All
3: right. Thank Thank you. That was fun. That was fun. Small town America. Different world. You do have to make your own fun. You do.
0: I mean, LinkedIn water balloons like that full too. of pee. That's <laughs> awful. Oh.
3: Yeah, I don't even want to Jesse,
0: think too see, I'm much. Sure, about you've that. done that. I was going to
3: say. I was going to say
5: that's child's play. I, <laughs> see, I would not believe what I've seen in the tank of a super soaker. I, I can't even. <laughs> oh no! No no no! Yeah, no. I do not want uh, oh, man. <laughs> All right, not well,
0: on my Birthday show, Jesse. Not on my birthday show. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, that's right. This is your official birthday show. Do you have any right. birthday wishes you want to share? Are yeah, there any gentleman
0: callers you want to? That was my wish. I thought we'd have Bebo Norman on my birthday show. Remember?
5: Mm. Oh. Um, Oh, Jesse, why didn't we? I forgot. We meant to tell you that's a hard no.
2: (laughs) He said no, thanks. He's like, I don't have any
0: time for riffraff. I don't have any other birthday wishes, Cameron. I have everything I could ever want. I have the best life and I love being on the show with you guys. And I'm super grateful. So I feel nothing this birthday except beyond thankful for the life I get to have.
5: Well, yeah. we we accept, and uh, I feel like my presence in your life is a great gift, and uh, it uh, is a great <laughs> gift. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I receive it, and uh, yeah, I receive it. it's true. It's oh, true. Received. Oh, received. Well, happy
4: birthday, Annie, and we're glad you're back yeah. from China. We're, yeah, we're
5: glad you're I'm with us. We're tired of here.
4: seeing all the tweets of saying the show really needs Annie back. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. those were deeply hurtful, and all the people I've have seen, been
0: seen I'm very honored
4: by (laughs) those. All right. Well, many thanks to Rachel Held Evans for joining us. Uh, Her new book inspired is out now. You can follow her on Twitter at Rachel Held Evans. And thanks to our listener of the week, Brandy uh, for joining us. Um, That was, that was a lot of fun. If you want to be a future listener of the week, hit us up on Twitter and send us three facts about yourself that uh, might catch Mark or Jesse's eye. And uh, you could be on a future Friday episode. Hey, if you haven't gotten the new issue of Relevant, it's out now. Leon Bridges is the cover story. There's some other great features. Um, you know, A-list movie stars, A-list artists, you know, some amazing theologians, activists. I mean, you know, the typical mix. You know. Oh, yeah. Go check it out now at relevantmagazine.com. You can also subscribe to get the uh, paper edition ma- mailed to your home. Um, and... uh while you're online, if you like the show, head over to iTunes and leave a, a review. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. But if you like <laughs> it, it helps other people find week. find the episode or find the show. And uh, we appreciate it. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Andre Henry. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse Carey.
0: And I'm Annie F. Downs.
4: Happy birthday. We'll see you guys next week.
8: baby. Okay, seem to understand you when you so misunderstood we are on the same wave. thank you for
6: listening to the relevant podcast if you like what you heard be sure to leave us a review on itunes check out other shows from the relevant podcast network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com and while you're there browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store make sure to subscribe to relevant magazine Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe.
5: suspend your disbelief and believe in the power of magic.
1: Relevant Podcast
6: Network.
3: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it.